What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself Yourself a Gun, Gun. a Sopranos podcast where Vince and I and a guest go through every single episode of HBO's The Sopranos and talk about it. That's right. And I am the senior film and culture writer at Uproxx. And Matt is uh works for Vindabona. He's on the Star Wars show. Uh, uh he's got you know, a lot of good credits. mythical morning. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, I I do a bunch of stuff. News broke on AJ Plus. I mean, I got I got credits for days, but it's not about my credits or your credits. It's about HBO's credits. That's right. I guess. Or it's we're about just, our guest credits. We're sucking that prestige. Yeah. Uh, but our guest this week is Mr. Laramie Legal, longtime friend of the pod. Uh, you may know Laramie uh, from the uh, wonderful podcast of Film Drug Frontcast, from the Hulu documentary uh, Whoop Dreams. Uh, from uh, He's yeah. a film critic, formerly of Film.com. Is that uh, correct? Or did I make that up? No, that's true. MTV bought us. And then we were we were ceased to be, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things: mergers and acquisitions. It, it, it's the way it yeah. goes. But we we're <laughs> M&A, man. We're, we're happy to have you on because they that, restructured his ass. That happens sometimes. Hey, sometimes you get restructured, dude. Yeah. You know, it's a cold, <laughs> cold world out there. You know who's the, the real mafia? MTV. <laughs> MTV. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're the real gangsters. So this week uh-huh. we're gathered here to discuss. Episode 13, the season finale of season one of The Sopranos. That's right. That's right. This is the very last episode of the season, which is, I don't know if you know this, uh, the definition of a season finale. Um, I'm someone who's really into television, so I know these things. Like, I know that the first episode of every show is called a pilot. And the <laughs> last correct. episode yes. of a season <laughs> is known as a season finale. And also the last episode of, like, ever is called a series finale oh yeah game set and match yeah so um if you've come here looking for like in-depth insider information into the uh making and distribution of television shows you've come to the right place that's correct um yeah but before i think we get started in talking about this episode i think we should do everyone the favor of playing the theme song that's to, to the podcast Pod. 
Pod. Pod. Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Ha ha ha. That's a funny theme song. <laughs> uh, so in this episode, uh, well, we can read the episode. In the season one finale, Tony mm. is stunned to discover that the attempt on his life may have been ordered by someone very close to him. Later, he must deal with the fact that everyone he knows, everyone knows he is seeing a shrink. Christopher is sent to take care of Jimmy Altieri. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, so in our first segment, uh, we call this segment Corrections from Last Week. Yeah, this is where, uh, you know, the thing about Sopranos is there's a lot of fans out there who have pretty much, you know, seen the show a thousand times over and they know every single little bit of minutia about it. And they like to tell us when we're wrong. And yeah. usually the person who's doing it is just some clown yeah. who thinks they know this show better some than fanuc. we do. Some fu- well, some <laughs> some struns, some struns, some, some facha bruta yeah. who's just like, oh, actually, what happened was, and it's like, shut up. Um, but this week, yeah, in our season one finale of Pod Yourself a Gun, yeah, this is our finale as well. We actually got a correction uh, from David Chase himself. Yeah, Mr. David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos. Yeah, this uh, was uh, passed along by Alan Seppenwall, who interviewed uh, Chase many times for his book. He, we had him on episode one, and apparently uh, he must have told uh, David Chase, "Hey, check out Pod Yourself a Gun," <laughs> which I don't know why he would Yikes. do that. Yeah, like it's a bad idea. Oh god, yeah. oh god! But uh, apparently he did. We're and starstruck, but also terrified. Mostly terrified. Yeah. Like I, I, like I want to feel good about it, but I know like. There's no way he got through an episode without going like, it's not about titties. <laughs> yeah. It's art. So the correction from David Chase, uh, I did not change my last name. My grandmother did in the 20s. I've said this many times for attribution. I mean, look, we're not going to read every interview with David Chase before <laughs> yeah. we do a podcast. Or any about of them. Him. Yeah, right. Or any you. of them. <laughs> uh, do me a favor and tell those guys on the podcast. And as far as their thing about the O sound changing to a U because of some glottal business, the word for the in Neapolitan is U, like ill in regular Italian. For example, U fum means the smoke. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's actually... That's so that's like ugats. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Just told right there. Oh, yeah, we no, got roasted. That hurts. I mean, he got owned. And Alan said that he actually uh, sanitized some of the language in the original email before he sent that. Yikes. So what, yeah. is, what Yikes. does that mean? Yeah, he said, tell, probably said, tell those fucking Mama Lukes. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But uh, that's great. That's Wait, great. But did you get any detail on what he meant by sanitize it? Like, like the question I have, and I think we need to get Alan back on, is... Was he mad? <laughs> I think he was a little mad, you know. I, I mean, what could we have possibly? What are you gonna do? Look, what? Listen, sometimes you, you, you guys are terrible at your job. Well, the, our mean, job isn't to make David Chase, the creator guy, of The Sopranos, feel good it, about his career. He's doing fine. He got yeah, all the great. Emmys. He's, he's got great. the money. He's got one of the. He gr- created Chase Manhattan Bank for God's sake. He so made the bank. Fact. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very rich family. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I if, if David, if you're listening, if for some reason you decided to hate listen to the rest of the podcast and you've gotten up no to this, chance, well, no maybe chance. Laramie, maybe all right, no chance. But if yeah. you did, 
um, then come on the pod. Talk yeah. about it. So David Chase's last name for the record is De Cesare or De Cesare. De Cesare. De Cesare. So yeah, and then in our, in our next seg- segment, uh, it's the Wayback Machine. It's time for the Wayback Machine. As you know, well, you don't, but as we know, this uh, episode was released uh, April 4th, 1999. What was happening during that time, Vince? So some of the things that were happening in April 4th, 1999, mm-hmm. uh, the number one movie in the country yeah. was... Analyze this. That's incorrect. Fuck! It was The Matrix. Oh, all right. Good movie. Mm. Hey, dude, take the red pill. That's right. I Fucking mean... bunch of Zionists over there. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Zion... It was a big day in pop culture history. You know, season finale of The Sopranos and The Matrix on the same weekend. How often does that kind of thing happen? I mean, you know, a lot lot going on at the time. Yes. Uh, Number two movie was 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, all right. Uh, That's just a good movie. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, dude. R.I.P. And uh, what's her name? Julia Stiles. That's right. R.I.P. She was in a movie I saw. (laughs) Oh, she was in Hustlers. She was in Hustlers. She's the writer in Hustlers. (laughs) Yeah. But R.I.P. anyway to her. Well, she's... I mean... I meant rest in peace as in like get some get some sleep because you look oh, tired. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's rude to Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles, if you're listening, please come on the pod again. So uh, top song. Top song. Was Believe by Cher still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dow hit 10,000 for the first time. Oh. Just this week. Good. Uh, in the same week as this episode. I don't know what Wait, that means still. The... It means fucking what's nothing. What's the Cher song? What? Believe. What's the Cher song? How, you... How's that go? Do you believe in life oh, after love, after love, a, after love? That's a good song. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, and actually, so to coincide with the finale, uh, the New York Post did a whole uh, profile of David Chase. And uh, I thought I would read uh, some of that. Oh, that'll be a first to hear, for us. Hear a little bit about Mr. Mr. David Mr. Chase. Mr. Chase himself. Who, one of our most famous listeners. Yeah. Uh, Chase is a Jersey boy, growing up an only child in Clifton and North Caldwell, and going into Newark every Saturday with his mother. Uh, I'm also an only child, so we got that in common. Yeah, and you're both Italian, yeah, greasy-ass how, how many Italian-only children are there? Probably not that many. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point, actually. We tend to be quite uh, yeah. procreative. You guys like to be procreating. Uh, for 20 years, Chase has you been... fuck a, a lot. Mm-hmm, ...has been a successful mid-level TV writer, but his grander creative ambitions have always been blocked. He had seven or eight pilot scripts rejected and wrote 11 or 12 full-length film scripts that never got made. Over Ooh. lunch, Chase has asked... Where do the Sopranos come from within your imagination? Uh, the idea started about 10 years ago, he begins. I wanted to do a show based on my mother, who was a very negative person. Jesus. Uh, after a while, I, re- I feel like that is such a boomer thing to really like hate your parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I get like having parental issues. Oh, but totally. then when you write a show where your mother like literally tries to kill you, I'm yeah. like, all right, it's yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, listen. Makes for good drama. We all have parents... Who, you know, had their problems here and there. But, uh, you know, and mostly it's with our generation, it's just resentment of our parents for utilizing all of the natural resources right. and hoarding all the money mm-hmm. and then leaving I us wish, with a dead planet. For growing up with a nice my... social safety net and then and then, yeah. and then dismantling it. <laughs> yeah, just dis- dismantling it because they wanted us to uh, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, which mm-hmm. they did not. I wish I would have used my parents for something creative, though. I'd known that I just do, you know? Yeah. I can't even write jokes. I'm trying to write jokes about my dad because he wants me to, but all the jokes I've written about him are that he's been red-pilled by the internet. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel bad putting that out there. But he has been red-pilled. See, there you go. Red-pilled by the internet. 
this is the first week that the Matrix came out. Oh, dude, it Look. all connects. Sy- yeah, synergy. It all connects. Uh, after, a, after a while, I refined the idea and decided to place her character into a mafia context. Mm-hmm. I had read that Nikki Scarfo's mother, mother was a stone gangster, and that clicked. Mm. Uh, Chase grew up mm. aware of local Jersey hoods, Richie the Boot Boyardo, Sam the Plumber de Cavalcante, and Anthony Little Pussy Russo, and was a fan of gangster films ever since he saw James Cagney at age eight in a Newark theater. Hold up a second. The Plumber? Uh, yeah. The Boot? The Plumber. Uh-huh. Like Mario? <laughs> yeah. Like Mario Luigi? Yeah, that's where they got that. That's That was his gangster name? <laughs> Well, hey, I'm the plumber. It seems better than little, little, little pussy. Like, <laughs> Good point. Little pussy. Is I mean, you want it on some guy's throat or something. You want a you want little pussy better than big pussy. I do, yeah. Little pussy is like, yeah. no, I haven't. I'm tight, pussy. Okay. Big pussy is like, wop 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 wop. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, hello. <laughs> you don't Wait, want a big pussy. Hold on. Or, or even worse, you're being told you're a big ass pussy. Whereas, like, you're if you're a little pussy. Yeah, a, but if you're a big, I feel like it, being a little pussy, it's like, oh, look at this little pussy. It's somehow more defensive. Yeah. Def- more uh, offensive. No. No, no it's, it's not, dismissive. Not it's more dismissive mean. than being like, oh, this guy's a big pussy. Big pussy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he's just a little pussy. Yeah. Vince. Yes. When you see that, you'd be like, Look at this little pussy, like that. Oh, dude, <laughs> come on! And what's I mean, the big I, one like, Matt? Can you tell the me? The big again? one's like, hold oh, on. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Just make it. Sense. I've always yep. said that uh, Bruce Springsteen's Pink Cadillac is actually about a. Is it about how he enjoys oh. a big vagina? Oh, yeah. that is interesting. His love's too big for a Honda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's bigger a f- than a Subaru. That's right. It's also his way of saying that. He doesn't like the Japanese, right? Sure, yeah. He, he doesn't like the Japanese because, because they're the ones who make the Honda. That's right. So he's that's him being racist, yep, really, a little bit. Uh, he added a female shrink to the ensemble cast in his imagination. At the time, he was in therapy with <laughs> Wait, a woman. Is that shrink. how they wrote that sentence? Yep. He added it to his imagination. In his imagination. No, in his imagination, he's like he just made it up. Yeah. That's what that's based literally... on the fact that he was in therapy with a woman shrink at the time. Oh, crazy, dude. <laughs> Like, is that where your ideas come from? Like, the person who wrote this is like, is the type of interviewer who goes like, so how do you get ideas? Like, where do they come from? Like, do you just live your life and then you're like, oh, I got an idea. I'll have Taco Bell tonight. Or are your ideas bigger? Yeah. Uh, The other original element Chase has added is the suburban wise guy because they hadn't been done before, according to Chase. That's very true. That's like the best part of the show. Goodfellas did the mob grunts. The Mm -hmm. Godfather did the elite bosses. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do middle management, the ordinariness of daily mob life. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. James Gandolfini, who plays Tony Soprano in his first lead role, grew up in Park Ridge, New Jersey, and quote, new guys who knew wise guys. Uh, Gandolfini is big, beefy, and balding. Not exactly a leading man type. He has been in films like Civil Action and True Romance, but was largely unknown until The Sopranos started airing in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born to play Tony, Gandolfini says in a rare interview. He's turned down an interview with the New York Times style section and rejected an appearance to The Letterman Show because he thinks self-promotion is, quote, out of character for my character. But he decided to get interviewed by The Post? Apparently. I mean, that's a very New York thing. Hey, I listen to The Post. Yeah, you know. Read The Post. I don't read any of those fanooks in the Times. <laughs> Me, I'm a postman. So he, 
he's straight method all hey, the time. Hey, he wants- hey, hey, Mr. <laughs> Postman. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I felt like I knew Tony, says Gandolfini, who was a bartender and a seltzer delivery man until he started acting at age 26. One article had called him a former bouncer, but he says, I was too nice to be a real bouncer. Aww. It doesn't even seem like Gandolfini is acting as Tony, but he is, brilliantly, with his eyes, his breath, his shoulders. That's true, Ooh. man. Yeah. I mean, it's he literally is... the greatest uh, performance of a television character of all time. <laughs> I've, I've said this before, but I think James Gandolfini is the greatest uh, breathing actor ever. Yeah. Ever. Like Mandy Patinkin. I would agree. Man, yeah. Mandy Patinkin is a great like eyelid actor. Him yes. and Jeffrey Wright are probably our two greatest very eye- good eyelid, eyelid actors. actors. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you, you know they do all their emoting while they're blinking. Yeah, their blinks are insane. Tony, Did he does it mostly see... with his breath. Have you guys already done your favorite Gandolfini role? Like, we already stated that. No, so I, have actually... a, I have a, I have a controversial one. Oh, what's that? Hold I on, I bet he I was can amazing. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say you're, you're gonna say eight millimeter. No, 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 okay. no. I'm going to say In the Loop. Do you see him in that? I've not seen that. You know what? I saw that a long time ago, and I don't remember it that well. It's very solid. He's only in it about 15 minutes. He's great in True Romance, too. Don't in the Loop, that's the Ianucci, the guy who did Veep's yeah. first yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, right? yep. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Let me, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, I know I saw him wearing glasses as an army man in a movie. But I don't well, remember. Zero Dark Thirty, right? Isn't he? Oh, oh um... he, no, definitely in that. But it was like an earlier one. It was. I do was, remember him very vividly. It was like Remains of the Day or some shit. Not Anthony Hopkins. Nah, but there was one that was like that. <laughs> uh, but I really liked him in his minor role in True Romance. I do think that's like a standout mm-hmm. Gandolfini, and I th- I do think he was great in Eight Millimeter. Like he was like a perfect sleazeball. Wasn't he? He's in, very like... good in uh, the Mexican too. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, that you yeah. know, I kind of like that more than everybody. Uh, I did too. I thought it was a little underrated. Yeah. So, uh, general thoughts on this episode. Um, I think uh, like this uh, in this uh, this episode. Yeah. Because it's the season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, they really don't skimp on the resolution. Like there's no. a, like so many things come to a head. Yeah. In this episode, they like, let it all happen. I feel like this came from a time when Prestige TV thought that they owed us more resolution. Yeah, when, when Prestige TV <laughs> didn't know whether or not they were going to, um, like. They didn't know whether or not they were going to continue. Right. And they, yeah, they thought... They, they didn't know whether whether they were going to get another season, and they didn't know uh, that people would keep watching. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're not about stringing you along. No. They're about giving you an ending. And almost, in a way, we've kind of reverted back to that a little bit with kind of the, like the mini series uh mm-hmm. the limited series that right. they have now or like you know the a lot of the uh what's his name uh ryan murphy series where he's like i'm giving you one season of a show and then i'm giving you the right. same show right. with a completely different story american crime story kind e- of thing. exactly yeah. american that's horror a different story. type of uh confidence is yeah the confidence to have a show that has like a completely different cast right. and story from season to season. Right. But at least it's giving you, it's knowing that you want some, a fully told story with some resolution and whatnot. And, and, and it's at least 
understanding that much as opposed to shows that are just just taking you along for a ride mm-hmm. and, uh, of which you're really you don't know wh- yeah. whether or not it's ever going to resolve you yeah know? there was like that writer strike season of breaking bad oh yeah where it's just boy they re- like nothing happened in yeah. that season and yeah, they were yeah. like you'll still watch it piggies yeah exactly you you want your slop <laughs> yeah. and you will do anything uh, but like in the and, and, and we'll kiss our feet and, and lap I up the mucus this uh, this episode was pretty fantastic oh wonderful one of the best of the season for sure i mean just everything comes to a head let's let's just for uh bada b stories um i've got uh jimmy dies uh livia loses it tony loses it at melfi melfi tells it like it is and father intentola gets intentold (laughs) that's true um i would say the like if anything i would say uh, if I have criticisms of this episode, sure, uh, I would say it almost errs on the side of too much resolution. Like the like, interesting, like there's a li- like, I mean, when uh, when Carmela yeah. tells Father Intentola off, she really just sums up his entire I, character. I, but I actually loved it. I I I loved the fact that they did that because of the fact that. Um, it's not really something that you see all that much in prestige TV today. Yeah. You know, you kind of just have uh, like, I mean, yeah, you never have someone saying exactly what the character was written to do. Yeah. And uh, I but don't it know. does fit Carmela because she... She would do that. She's the smart one. Like, she knows his game. She, yeah. Like, that's kind of her deal. It's like, hey, I know your game, fucker. And, and, uh, yeah, she, like, she, didn't, she didn't know his game until she saw him eat with the other lady. Yeah, no, she was in denial. I mean, that's also a big part of Carmela's character is being in denial yeah. about the nature of the people that she's really that she likes or yeah. that she loves. She's still got feelings. She's still got feelings. She still wants to like. She's you got know, big feelings. As smart as she is, she's got big feelings that still. Uh, she's in her feelings, dude. Yeah. Drake style, but yes. like she, <laughs> she, she definitely is someone who you know when she's ha- you know had enough, she will up and say it, and I love. Uh, the do you have any audio from the scene I where do. she does it? Yeah, it's like I I started to to record the clip and then I realized uh, how long it goes on. So yeah. I'll just play like towards the end where she really yes she really starts uh, summing up Father Intentola's entire life. Do it. You know what I think, Father? I think that you like the I don't even know what to call it the uh, whiff of sexuality that never goes anyplace. I have feelings for you, Carmela. I admitted it. It's my job to deal with them so I can carry on my pastoral duties. How does Rosalie Apriel fit into your feelings for me? Oh, so that's it. I really appreciate everything that you've done for me, Father Phil, truly. The religious counseling, the book on Buddhism, the wonderful chats. I am very fond of you. More than fond. But I think you need to look at yourself. Call this an intervention. Because I think you have this MO where you manipulate spiritually thirsty women. And I think a lot of it is tied up with food somehow, as well as the sexual tension game. I like that because she, like, this was before thirsty was used as a pejorative against, uh, you know, a sexually... 
uh, thirsty woman. Thirst, yeah, yeah. So I kind of think she's... Or thirsty men, too. Yeah, she gave, uh, she gave us that, I think. Yeah, and what uh, one of the things that she does uh, is one of my absolute favorite, like, just cutting to the core of, like, men bullshit <laughs> is when he is acting flabbergasted at the way she's acting, and then she's like, oh, cut it with the who me crap. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I love that so much because that is something that... I mean, I've done it where it's like, what? <laughs> what? I'm just totally acting normal and you're being irrational. And it's yeah. like, oh, fuck you. You know exactly what you fucking did. Yeah. This like, isn't heroin. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I have to Wait, is that, I'm not with, allowed though. to do heroin in your house? <laughs> Me? What kind of shit is that? That's you a callback to... Uh, out, that's a callback to... pasta was no good. I don't like that. What? Oh, when she I don't threw, like when she, she threw out the pasta. Delicious. That was a little much for me, but it was also <laughs> what a badass move. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. one of those things. Like, if I were to make a full pasta and I'm gonna give it to <laughs> my lover, and my lover is in the middle of, let's just say, fucking someone else, <laughs> I would not throw out the pasta. I would not have the strength. No, you would cry while you ate it. I would cry while I ate it, <laughs> and I like that she's just like. Fuck you. Like, that's yeah. the biggest fuck you I've ever can, seen. Can I digress slightly here as a foodie? You absolutely can. And as a, and as someone who grew up uh, eating Italian food, yeah. a lot of the food in this episode looks pretty bad. Like, yeah? like yeah. I mean, they make it like Artie Bucco's is this great cook, and almost every dish they show in this episode just straight is, pasta. is just straight, like, penne with red sauce. Like, yeah. come on. Like, like, a fucking, like, a dry penne with red sauce. Like, that's the best you could do. Get the fuck out of it. Like, I, would, I wouldn't even make that, like, for my family to be like, oh, I I made you a dinner and be like, dude, come on. You got to do something better than that lazy ass penne okay, well, with as, red sauce. As someone who only knows how to make Italian food, that is a uh, funny shaped pasta with red sauce um, or with any color sauce. Uh, I uh, take umbrage with everything you just said. But, I mean, if you're going to, uh, first of all, if you got a restaurant, make your own pasta. Yeah. Like penne, you almost for sure got it out of the box. Like, yeah. I doubt he homemade it didn't look like he homemade It didn't that look penne. like homemade penne. But also, you, you have to remember that this show was shot in 1999, 1998. Yeah. Also, Carmilla, she's got that whole big kitchen. Yeah. She's a homemaker. It's not like she's going to, uh, to a job in the morning. Oh, like yeah. you, you can't make some homemade wow. pasta for the priest? Come okay, on. Okay, listen. All, <laughs> come on. <laughs> all I'm saying You're is saying- that... Matt living... Lieb, you're saying Italian food didn't exist in 99? No, I'm saying like... that, that uh, you know, the show wasn't taking in the sensitivities to the foodie snowflakes that exist now. <laughs> yeah, like me. No, I do Whoa. think uh, I do think that uh, Italian food has uh, evolved some since then. Well, it's not I'm just also... that, but it's like showing food on television has evolved. Now, yes. now yeah. like the food porn aspect of showing food on TV is something that you can't mess up. You yeah. need to have, if you're going to show food in a movie or on television if it looks like garbage i mean the, people the, will notice they were already doing food porn in the like in this season like yeah no you know, they were they, they were much better there was much better food it's almost the beginning of food of food porn if you think about it uh i I'm mean I feel like what other now. shows before the sopranos well, the godfather and and goodfellas both did yeah. food porn to some extent. yeah okay you're right yeah i guess it's like an italian uh movie thing in general where yeah. they just show like how much like food matters culturally in in the and in this mafia. one she's just showing up with a pot of lazy ass penne with red sauce i mean i thought it was I'm baked a little ziti. offended i could, I'm a little yeah. offended that vince took me out for penne now um <laughs> that's starting to hurt you yeah. know in hindsight yeah I thought we were going to a fancy dinner at the Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah. The hell, man. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? Uh, that being said, 
Uh, those are, I have like just brief criticisms, yeah. but uh, there's so many things I love about this episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Get I into think, it, dude. I think uh, chief among them is uh, is Mikey Palmese getting whacked. Oh, so great, a great whacking. Because first of all, oh, sorry, oh. I, me- I meant to say my other criticism of <laughs> oh, this episode. Oh, go ahead. Uh, is they do the weird uh, slow-mo during some of the action scenes, which feels, feels yeah. a little dated. You're talking about uh, when they kill uh, Jimmy Altieri yeah, at the beginning. Sl- and there's slow-mo at the end when Tony's uh, fighting with the orderlies in the hospital. Yeah, there is there's some weird slow-mo, for yeah. sure. Unnecessary. Dude, yeah, I actually didn't understand the slow-mo. We- how Would mad Jimmy? would you be if you're getting taken for Russian prostitutes yeah. and then you get shot in the head instead? Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely something that, number one, like the blood's supposed to be in my boner, not all over the fucking... <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like, the old switcheroo. Imagine Jeez. be like, no, that blood was for my dick! <laughs> Yeah, expectations. Yeah, Jimmy's no. reaction. Jimmy, I don't think is one of the stronger actors in this series. But <laughs> his reaction to his own death or knowing his impending death was, it was powerful, very, yeah. very powerful. It was just yeah. so like, oh god. Yeah, and and he repeats it twice, and the second time sounded remarkably like the first time. Do you think that they used like the it was they like ADR are. where they were just like ah. Yeah. That was such a good reaction. Let's do it twice. Yeah, I think so. Because they do love ADR in the show. They love Ooh. ADR. And uh, one place where they they really love the ADR mm-hmm. uh, was when uh, was when Meadow is making out yeah. with her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Like, I almost had to shut it off because it's so gross. I got a clip of that. It, like, it, the sounds... The ki- the, it really sounds like two high schoolers making out. Yeah, it's really yeah. disgusting. It's, it's, it's gratuitous. <laughs> oh. Come on, stop. I want to watch. It's just gross makeout sounds, but I did yeah. appreciate that she added a pretentious art comment in yeah, the middle that was of the great. makeout yeah. session. Mm, Georgia O'Keefe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. How Meadow, old was how is Meadow? Meadow in this app? She's 17? She, yeah, I think she's, she's 17. She's a senior in high school because yeah. she's going to be know. going, she's checking out colleges and whatnot. So she's either okay. 17 or 18. Um, so that I don't want being you said, to say anything appropriate about her, please. No, of course not. No, please don't. So that being Thank said, uh, I think Mikey Palmese getting whacked is one of my favorite scenes. It's one of the, ever. it's it's kind of, I'm trying to think of like throughout the season, uh, the, all of the different whackings that happens. And it might be my favorite because it's the, it was like they perfected the Sopranos whacking uh-huh. of like, you know, n- not like the serious ones that they do later, but <laughs> yeah. like kind of like the, the of the side characters of like the you know the capos Polly getting under- poison ivy in po- the middle of a so shooting goddamn yeah. funny <laughs> and it makes him matter and he shoots him yeah he shoots of- him because of that like like they also they they have him on the ground bunch. what's that they miss a bunch like they try to shoot him a bunch they hit him about maybe 30 percent of the time yeah i and know so why are they they're driving behind them they're lurking they're lurking why don't they just shoot him then? Why does he have to run off and then they have to run? <laughs> Why don't they knock him over with the car and yeah, then shoot him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- listen, no, one, no thought, one ever said they were smart. Yeah. I also thought yeah. it was a, a little bit unbelievable because it's like Mikey's clearly like this this fitness jogger guy. And then you get they, like out of shape ass Christopher and Polly got to chase him through the woods. Yeah, I know. A junkie and someone covered in poison ivy <laughs> yes. managed just, to catch him. Luckily, he fell in a creek. 
Yeah, he falls in a creek and he's like telling him, no, I'm not the one who killed uh, Brendan Falone and whatnot. And then you um, you imagine Chris is ready to kill him in that moment. But before he can, Paulie is so mad about the fact that he's <laughs> going to have to take an oatmeal bath. <laughs> <laughs> that he just starts shooting him and uh, it's uh, it's just the greatest it's the greatest it's the oh it's a wonderful hit and i think part of what makes it is the fact that they set it up so well mm-hmm. because i mean mikey as a character like he's almost too on the nose as a piece of shit like, oh yeah like they make you yeah. want him to die yeah for the yeah. entire season yeah they do they do he's on the, no- in he's the very it's very uh <laughs> on the nose in terms of like him being just a just tremendous piece of shit and you want him to die and even like the like in the scene you know preceding his death right before he goes on a jog uh he he tells his (laughs) his girlfriend uh uh you know i I got a clip of that oh great yeah and if chucky calls you get me on his cell phone ho you hear me yeah okay i think that i heard you already Go take a mite all. <laughs> Which is just, it's wonderful because it's exactly the type of, number one, does he call her a hoe? Or, See, is, he, or is he saying, oh? That's, yeah, that's a question in my mind. Like, I like to think that he was like, oh! Yeah. I don't like, I feel like him saying, hoe is not really true to that guy's yeah, character. Yeah, it's not true to character because he'd be like, uh, you know, I don't say hoe, like uh, some black shine or yeah. something racist. I think he would have called say. her a cunt, if anything. Yeah, he would have called her a cunt. Um, and uh, he also uh, wouldn't... He, he he strikes me as a guy who, goes, who would say things like, the problem with the culture today is there's too many, too much rap music. Like, yeah. you know, so there's no way you would say hoe. Um, but also, go take a mite all, which is just like... <laughs> Open mic level period joke. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, I bet your 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 uterus hurts from your monthly visitor from Aunt Flo. <laughs> Fuck you! Like yeah. it's just like that kind of misogyny that you're like, feel like he's about to die. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I, and then I have the, I have the clip of the actual whacking. Oh, great! Which is also just wonderful. Oh God! Oh God! Please, please! Fucking poison ivy all over. My friend Brendan, you shot him in his bathtub naked. No chance to run. No, I swear to God, it wasn't me, it was Junior. You hated that kid, it was him. Yeah, right, it was Junior. Mr. Magoo. Oh, oh, come on. Please, please, please. I can feel it itching me already. Uh, to me, that's so great because it's like, you know that Christopher really wants this like heavily cinematic retribution. Like he's probably, he's the one who's seen like the most mafia movies yeah. and he really wants to give like the great speech before he, before he kills yeah. uh, Mikey Palmace no, and, and, and he wants him to remember it, but he's too inarticulate. No, right. And that's actually what I, I love about, uh, that hit is it kind of sets a precedent. Cause before that, like for example, the Brennan Falone hit, it's very much so old style mafia movie hit where you say something right before you whack the yep. dude like like he literally says is like hi jimmy bye jimmy and then he shoots him mm-hmm. and which is like uh, you know it's like it's kind of action movie bullshit you know it's kind of it's old mafia trope but yeah. like the idea of like 
just being covered in poison ivy and just being like, fuck this! And yeah. they just like shooting him. That's, well, the idea that they try to do an old mom yeah, movie no, trope yeah, yeah, and they yeah. can't pull it off. Yeah, he's like literally like Chris is trying to do uh, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed <laughs> yeah. my <laughs> tweaker friend. Prepare to yeah, die. Yeah, he's trying to do Ezekiel uh, 25, yeah. 27. Where yeah, did they, on that one uh, boat hit, where do you get the fish? Yeah, I was wondering that too. He's a, first, it probably fell off a truck. First, first question <laughs> I had is, I, I'm not sure who that was. It was obviously someone from Junior's crew, but I don't remember him at all. Yeah, it's probably a guy that we didn't, uh, they didn't bother introducing that much because yeah, like, yeah, you know, he's one of Junior's. Guys. But I do love that they were like, but this this fish gag is so good. Like, what if they ended up cutting him <laughs> from most of the season and they're like, well, we got to keep the hit because him, you know, getting shot by a gun that was you know concealed inside of a giant big mouth billy pants is uh, no that was like a red snapper or something that was a big fucking fish listen I don't it was fucking, a big red fish yeah it's a big red fish i don't know fish i only know the singing <laughs> one that says take me to the river I, I do know fish that was a big red snapper you can't just find those okay I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah that is uh, uh maybe uh maybe times. pink cadillac is actually about a big red snapper hey but check this out though oh The fact is, is that that fish was a trick to uh, pull the gun out. Does that make that a red herring? (laughs) Whoa, Whoa, dude, that's crazy. (laughs) I got a lot of really deep insights, bro. Um, Do you you, eat the fish after? uh, That's a good question. I mean, you wouldn't want to let that nice fish. You spent all that money on the fucking, you know, fish. (laughs) No, you bring that over to Artie Buco. You're like, hey, I got this fish. Yeah, yeah, mea culpa. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was a fantastic hit. Uh, I think it, it- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over three hundred thousand travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's get into uh, some of these storylines that I think uh, were great. Yeah, so that was that was uh, Tony's beef with Junior's crew coming to a head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just in terms of, I mean, we talked about the Jimmy Altieri hit, which, by the way, uh, to this day, you know, in this rewatching of The Sopranos, I'm not, I'm still not entirely convinced that he is a snitch. Yeah. But you know who I am convinced is a snitch? Father Intentola. Yeah. And different kind of snitch. It's a different kind of snitch, but that is something that I kind of completely missed out on. Uh, you know, the uh, later in the episode, this is after um, uh, the, uh, Artie Bucco goes to visit Livia in the uh, nursing home uh, or in the hospital, and, and she, he brings her some penne. He he brings her some <laughs> yeah, some, some shitty penne and ketchup, penny. yeah, and. Uh, and he, and she tells him like, oh, you know, do, do you forgive Tony for uh, blowing up your restaurant, which is something that he did not consider. I don't know how he couldn't have considered that as a thing to have happened, but uh, I guess it kind of makes sense. But I then mean, as how, soon as he heard it, he knew the whole story. He knew the whole story. He knew exactly why. And uh, so then he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes to confront him and kill Tony. Uh, with a sniper rifle that he's probably used for hunting once. Um, and then after that, he has this, uh, you know, a meeting in the church uh, with Father Intentola, who is just telling him to snitch. And uh, and it's kind of an interesting thing, because at this point in the episode, Father Intentola has been intentold by uh, Carmela that, you know, he's basically a fuckboy mm-hmm. and that, you know, sh- he should... You well, know, he likes to be close... Like he doesn't like to do any of the dirty work, and he doesn't like to have mm-hmm. sex. But he likes, yeah. you know, he's got gossip and he's got food. Those are his things. No, that he, but that is like the you know Catholic priest version of a fuckboy that does oh, not that does not include pedophilia. Obviously, yeah, he's a fuck father. <laughs> he's a fuck father, uh, and um, uh, and and even so, he's he's you know urging Artie Bucco to snitch, which which I thought was an interesting thing because I'm not sure why he would do that, knowing full well that like. The retribution that uh, would be taken uh, would not go against him, but go against Artie. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of well, felt I think like he that. likes the drama. You know, I yes. think so too. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's just drama. He just he just loves drama, which I get, dude. He likes the drama and he likes to be a scold a little bit. He is. He's he's exactly that. Um, but uh, let's get into if we're gonna get into psychoanalysis, let's talk. And about... he likes movies with Renee Zellweger. He does. Which oh, by the yeah. way, can we? Can we, we can do it? It's the nineties. It's time like. for it's the nineties. Our segment where we talk about all the nineties shit that we noticed from the show.
So um, I think we already pointed out Mikey P telling his girl to uh, go take a Midol. For some reason, Ooh. I consider that uh, kind of a 90s thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I forgot that Midol existed. Yeah, me too. Me too. But it was something that I was like, oh, yeah, you would say that if you were like a boy in middle school. Even that product, it was kind of just like, you know what? Girls can't take aspirin. They need like a special type of aspirin yeah. for their period. By the way, Midol is just naproxen. Like naproxen, there's a, a leave is naproxen. Yeah. It's just like just a name brand for, for naproxen that they just branded as like, oh, this is for your this is for your period cramps. It's like it's, fucking yeah, you can Take an ibuprofen. You can take. No, it's pH balance for a woman. It's strong enough for a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pH and su- balance and sweet enough for a lady. Here's something '90s from the episode I noticed. Yeah. Jogging. yeah. What? Jogging. Jogging. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess jogging. No, I still jog. People jog. What? You lame asses. Yeah, I guess people run now. Anyways, yeah. uh, another was um, when Pauly uh, was talking about they're eventually going to do this hit on Tony and get it right. And he says uh, he won't use boys to men this time. Yeah. Which is. That was his only <laughs> reference for groups of black people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just boys to men. You know, he, he, he guess he wasn't like up to date on like, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony was also around. Maybe he was saying it's so hard to say goodbye because like they screwed up the hit like that. And so it was yeah. it was hard. It was yeah. so hard to say goodbye. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, I. I'm not a big Renee Zellweger fan. Just the idea that uh, there were Renee Zellweger fans seems <laughs> yeah. very nice. So the movie they reference, it's sorry. One True Thing. One True Thing, yes. Uh, it's a 1998 American drama film directed by Carl Fra- Franklin. Uh, it starred Renee Zellweger and uh, Meryl Streep, yeah. uh, William Hurt, mm. and uh, uh, Tom, Tom Everett Scott, who is the drummer in uh, That Thing You Do. Oh, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. Um, it tells the story of a woman who is forced to put her life on hold in order to care for her mother who is dying of cancer. Interesting. Yeah, which does seem like the exact kind of like weepy uh, yeah. chick flick that Father Phil would want to watch with yeah, a lady. Yeah, because that's his thing. He likes to make women feel vulnerable, you know? He's a fuckboy, dude. Yep. Uh, and also uh, uh, when... Because Tom- she doesn't like it. He's trying to do the thing where you just like, you get all your different gumars the same present yeah and right. she's like hey i don't even like i'm, I'm an individual i don't even like yeah why are you longer. why are you re-gifting the shit that you gave to some other you know poor schmuck that you've been trying to like not fuck <laughs> yeah i don't want uh what's her face is uh leavens yeah know? exactly I don't want her sloppy seconds the sloppy seconds of dvds um <laughs> she's like i don't even like rocco's modern life why'd you get me the box set it's like oh i'm sorry this is for these kids um sorry uh and then uh tony when he's uh confronting livia at the end of the episode uh, he uh, calls one of the RNs George Clooney, mm-hmm. which uh, is an ER reference. Yeah, who knew that George Clooney was going to have such a career after that? Yeah, yeah. I he mean, was the hot guy from the doctor show. For yeah, he was the hot doctor, and then he was uh, the shitty Batman, and then uh, whew, career really took off. Yeah, and then he was a leatherhead. Uh, yeah. And then he was uh, a monument man. Yeah. He was... Uh, an ocean. He was Danny Ocean. That's what it is. I'm trying to think. I was like, what is the movie that made him a thing? I guess it was. I the... would say the uh, the down the looking down on therapy is very 90s. 
Yeah, I mean, just people being in therapy and thinking that's interesting is very nice. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Thinking therapy is interesting is definitely a very nice thing. I mean, I, I will say that it, it was for this show. I mean, God bless David Chase that he thought like having mommy issues and going to therapy was interesting enough for a show. Yeah. Because if he pitched that to me, I'd be like, no, that sounds Yeah, stupid. no, nowadays you'd be like, nope, sounds boring, don't want it. And <laughs> But then it was the perfect time for it. And I mean, let's say it's clearly he perfected the genre of show about therapy. And not only that, surpassed it because it's mafia therapy do you think he this was better than uh, in therapy with gabriel byrne yes yeah <laughs> i never by watched that far show. wasn't th- didn't I that tried. show like every night it wasn't that like a five nights a week kind of thing for was a while it? there yeah. jesus christ I, I know it was based on an israeli show i think or am i thinking argentinian yeah whenever you base a show on an israeli show you have to ask yourself is this really interesting <laughs> was that a baby no. Did you did you step on your baby? All right. Am I crazy? No, did I went, you just? No, it was, yeah, it was just a, oh, okay. a weird. Sound I thought I heard it. a baby cry. Um. So yeah. I gotta, but also, I haven't attacked my therapist physically since the '90s either. Yeah, that's right. The last time that I attacked my therapist was the '90s. So yeah, there, <laughs> which gets us into the attack. But before we get there. I want to say what preceded the attack on Dr. Melfi by Tony Soprano, and it is her being as openly just she's she's just being open about what her theory is mm-hmm. about the fact that she's pretty sure his mother tried to kill him and i thought that was it, i mean they, it's a stretch that she a, would know that much it's a stretch that she would know that much or think that's even possible right and and like i mean i, I understand from like a psychoanalysis point of view of like being like a interesting theory it's like kind of but it's kind of like your therapist going no nah, you really do want to fuck your mom you know what i yeah, mean yeah like like did you try to fuck your mom and it's like no that's like a metaphor or some <laughs> right. shit like it's not a thing it's like it, i don't actually want to i don't actually mom. yeah uh, it's uh, so i thought it was strange and th- they tried to like kind of justify it when she's like listen it, it seems like you're in trouble we don't have all the time in the world i just gonna come out and say it like yeah. so, something along those lines i, I mean it was perfect no, cards uh, on the table yeah cards, cards on, on the, the table, table. Yeah. yeah and yeah. It, it was a very much a soprano's arc it's very much like the mikey palmese thing where like at first like when the when the plot point first comes up yeah in my head i'm kind of like this is too on the nose this is a bit of a stretch but then they wrap it up in such a perfect way that i end up loving it that much more yeah so like that scene was a setup for the the end scene yeah where tony's in the hospital and he picks up a pillow he grabs the pillow pillow off the gurney yeah and he's walking to his mom's room to presumably (laughs) smother her with a pillow which is wonderful we can only assume so and and it is uh, and then he finds out she's having a stroke and he hands the pillow to the to the doctor lady yeah i I mean (laughs) i don't need this anymore yeah i was like well i guess nature is gonna do the smothering for me but it's one of those things where you know he's only convinced after he he hears the fbi tapes of the conversation between uh junior and livia but like the fact is is that this is like something that he's clearly not open to or even real like maybe subconsciously thinking about it uh which melfi points out but like but it just it was insane to me that like melfi got i think she got too familiar like she got way too familiar yeah. with him. To and then just, he had to he had to check her. He he did and he did it in 
spectacular fashion. Uh, spectacular fashion. And and uh, I love her reaction to it to as soon as he leaves to immediately lock the door and then and then put a chair in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Because like and not only that, uh, but later when he shows up in the office again to like run back into the office because she is the most human character on the show in terms of her reaction to shit, which is that like I, I, I was almost. It's funny because she combines very human reactions with very uh, cinem- like very stagey therapy. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, just like the idea is is uh, of the fact that she has just been uh, physically threatened mm-hmm. by Tony, who says he's gonna you know basically punch her to death. I mean, he's he's ruined her life at this point. Yeah, yeah, and and like. Uh, the, the you know sees him in the waiting room and the the human reaction is oh fuck i'm going to die i'm going to call the police and it just it was something to me that i was like oh yeah like for some reason seeing him in the office like part of me expected him to uh be like look at her and she and she goes oh well look who's back like that was the feeling mm-hmm. that i got but instead she's like fuck yeah <laughs> she runs away it's i mean just... in real life do you think she would i feel like she would have immediately flipped on him and gone to the police like instantly after yeah. that uh maybe I so yeah, I mean, because because he has basically told her. I, I love that scene where he's telling her that she needs to leave town, and then oh. at the end he's like, "You've been a really good therapist to me." It, <laughs> it's that, like, oh, great, thanks. That scene. <laughs> I'm glad that you think I'm a good therapist now that you've gotten me mixed up in this thing where I'm about to get whacked. <laughs> I and and again, it's like Melfi, Lorraine Bracco doing some of carrying just the show in terms of like just how wonderful of an actress she is because her reaction to him saying you got to leave town, you know, uh, you know, you're in danger. She mm-hmm. goes, get out of here. That's not fair. Yeah. Like, this is the most human reaction because she's like, rationally, they should not whack me. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, but we don't live in a rational world, do yeah. we? I'm a fucking gangster. Yeah, I have a bunch of meathead buddies who yeah, uh, my, get, get scared and they whack people. Yeah, my associates will kill here, people for whatever reason they want. I do have, I do have one question. Sure. Let's say you play out you play out this thing where he grabs the pillow, goes into mama's room, and snuffs out her life, right? Yeah. <laughs> like are nursing homes that poorly run that they're not gonna notice? I think so. Like, I think he's just gotta pay off the order at least. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. do you It's okay, she was an old lady. What are you gonna do? Oh, there's all sorts of things. When scandals. you suffocated people, do they throw up or anything? Or like I mean, I when think I they have? shit themselves. Yeah. When you do oh. it. Well, no, because I do it, you know, I cut off the blood and then they just go to sleep. Yeah, they go to sleep. Okay. That's, that's a lot less messy than the whole pillow thing. Yeah. But I think we're all, yeah, we're talking about the difference between choking someone out uh, to go to sleep, like a sleeper hold and uh, a straight murder. Right. Um, I think if you hold a sleeper hold long enough, it eventually becomes murder. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is definitely That's why they call it the big sleep. They call it the big sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Um yeah, uh it was just like the the reaction to like get the pillow I thought was fucking great. Uh but yeah, just I love Lorraine Lorraine Bracco's reaction. Mm-hmm. What's up? You, nothing, nothing. You, Keep going. You had this look like fuck. It's okay. Okay. I'll tell you later. All right, remember to to cut that out. Yeah. Um so uh, another another thing that uh, I love uh, about this episode is, of course, we have uh, Livia 
uh, and everything coming to a head with Livia's storyline. So Livia is introduced right after that makeout scene with that guy who's Puerto Rican who we never see again. D- Dominican, I believe. Oh, Dominican. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That it's was... the first of uh, Meadows' uh, assortment of interracial boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. She's just someone who, like, the only Italian she's ever with in the show dies. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> shit. Uh, it's a spoiler. No one cares. Yeah, that's a good point. No one cares. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all of the sudden... Uh, she hears her uh, grandmother, Livia Soprano, uh, just outside yelling for her sister, Satimia. And do you have any audio? <laughs> I of have that? some audio. Okay, that, great. Yeah. Hey, what do you want, lady? Go away. I will never speak another word to you again, Satimia. Grandma, Aunt Satimia's dead. It's me, Meadow. Such a brute. <laughs> Grandma, it's Meadow, remember? Come sit down. Yes. Meadow. <laughs> oh, I can't stay in this house, honey bunch. Not while that Facha Brut is in here. Come on, Grandma, let's go see who it is. It's the police. They're going to take you to Alzheimer's jail. <laughs> <laughs> Which, kind they're of gonna a take... weird beat from the cops in general, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, do you t- live here? This is your house? Or what happens if not? You're going to haul her off to the who's cow? Like, she's a I mean, in North Jersey, I feel like most most of your calls are confused Alzheimer's people. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so now the question is with that is uh, that whole scene. And also, this is a question for the whole season is uh, there's this thing where we're not sure what she's faking and what she's not faking. And just I'm trying to rationalize her actually going that far with the act right to like literally that makes oh yeah to wander all the way from green grove she did just try to have her son whacked and it went badly so true she's got a lot of stuff going on listen she's got a lot lot of stuff going on but like when you try to kill the boss you better better yeah yeah you best not miss if you aim at the king you best not miss the wire for you thank you uh (laughs) different show (laughs) different david um but, uh, yeah, I mean, just to me, it seems like, okay, you're right. You could rationalize it and say, like, yeah, sure, you know, she knows she's in trouble. She's got to keep this act going. But that is a lot of commitment to the act. I will say, though, to strengthen your point that she is doing it as an act, the performance there seemed fake. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. She seemed like she was faking it, like, oh, Meadow. My granddaughter, mm-hmm. you know, like it seemed like <laughs> yeah. she was she was hamming it up a bit. I think, uh, and, and I like Livia because she's a bit of the magical cat uh, in this episode because everything yeah. sort of comes to a head and we get a lot of resolution. Yeah, but uh, she is the the ambiguous thread that's still left untied in this yeah. episode in a lot of ways. In that scene, and then of course at the end when Tony thinks she's smiling at him right. after he you know after he's telling her off yeah and, and we and it's kind of it's it's, it's ambiguous yeah. you don't know i'm she looking could be at, terrified yeah i was trying to uh, and i've this is like my fifth or sixth go through of this series if not more and every time i look at that and i go yeah i could be a smile but it's like a mona lisa smile mm-hmm. where you're just like you really don't know what you're seeing like mona lisa right. you're an overrated piece of shit is that a song <laughs> yeah it's from uh pop star oh it's probably the best song in pop oh star. that's right yeah yeah uh, uh no the the bin laden one is 
fantastic. Uh, you know what? We should just do a whole podcast just on Popstar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have another question. Was the stroke real? It was, I, right? I mean, that's... How do you fake a how stroke? How do you fake a stroke? You can't, right? Okay. I mean, you can. Sure, of course right? you can. You you just you mimic the symptoms. But I think they have a test for that. Like, there's a specific enzyme, yeah. I think, that in your blood when you had a stroke, right? Yeah, I, don't think I guess so. I, I think. Don't, I don't know, man. We'll get a doctor on here next time. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I just... I, it's, it's a question. It really is a question, like... Is is she actually faking it? And I think it's a little bit of both. I think that yep. like, yeah, she definitely was ordering a hit, but like, is that ordering a hit like based on her uh like is that her dementia where she feels comfortable enough doing that? Would she have done that if she was completely of sound mind? Is she a completely of sound mind? I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. All I know so I, is that that was I think she, the weirdest smile. Sorry, if you think that's a smile then you've never seen a happy person before. Then again, I she think it is was the type smile. of person. She is the type of person who was like when when uh, Tony was talking about. Do you do you have any happy memories from your childhood? And it was just like someone falling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and his mom laughing. <laughs> and his mom laughing at that. And and it's like, yeah, I guess she would be laughing at her son being like, "You tried to kill me," and, you know, like that's funny to her. She's crazy. Yeah, a couple of things there. I think the smile she was smiling. I do question whether it was medically, you know, induced or whatever. I right. think that's valid. Like, but then also for punching the orderly, he gets assault charges there, right? Like, he could. I think he's going to pay off somebody at the hospital for that. Yeah, I imagine I gotcha. so. Okay. Yeah, that's, right. that'd be my guess. I don't know. They should have done a whole season just on the <laughs> the trial of him <laughs> punching the orderly. Um, I think she's not a great mom. I'm going to say that. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. If there's one thing that we on this podcast and our number one fan uh, and most famous podcast listener, uh, David Chase, can agree on, Livia, not a great Not a great mother. mom. Bad um, at mothering. I did want to get to my favorite line of mm -hmm. the episode. Well, actually, there's two. My other favorite line is when he goes into uh, Melfi's office after she's split town. Yeah. And he walks in and the and the janitor just goes, she on vacation. Yeah, she on vacation. I, I don't know why that made me laugh. It made yeah. me laugh a lot, though. Yeah, that was pretty great. And I like the music he was listening to. Uh -huh. It was very... You know, they have a way of, like, having those characters uh, throughout the series that just kind of, like... Uh, uh, the, especially... Uh, latinx people in general mm -hmm. who are playing these like domestic characters or like uh uh you know janitors where they just say one or two lines that are fucking hilarious <laughs> and like deliver them perfectly like the, in this season i think it's the one where someone uh throws out the domestic throws out a newspaper and she's like you throw out the newspaper and he goes she goes oh no <laughs> and he's like i told you i told you do not ever throw out the newspaper and then she goes Oh no! <laughs> and then, and then, he's, and then, and then she, he's like, oh, "Forget it." And then he goes, "I make some enchiladas." <laughs> just like I can't tell if it's racist or not. You know but, what? Accents are funny. Accents I think are we can funny. accept that. But it's like it is just uh, the way they write those characters is so good. Yeah. Oh, uh, so no. my favorite line. Uh, this is when you know it's coming to a head at uh, with Doctor Melfi. Yeah. And I think you probably know where this is going. Oh, yeah. Uncle June and I, we had our problems with the business. But I never should have asked him about eating pussy. This whole war could have been averted. Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> you had to see a shrink because of the mother you had. 
<laughs> Cunnilingus and psychiatry brought us Absolutely. Yeah. The way that David Chase can sum up <laughs> everything in his show with just a few lines is just brilliant. Like sum up Father Intentola with just like a few lines. Sum up the entire series with just a few lines. Yeah. It's so good. Um, we could close this out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Laramie. I think I like, uh, if you think she's going to do homework, I got a bridge to sell you. Was, <laughs> yeah. And, it was and, quick. It happened quick. He didn't say anything. We all know yeah. she's not going to study. And it's a great yeah. example of Carmela not being fooled by people's bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you know that Meadow is like having sex with this Dominican kid. We all know. <laughs> um, but also, uh, just let's just touch on the ending real quick. Sure. Um, and the ending, it ends with them. <laughs> right. They're caught in a rainstorm. Yeah. And then they... A storm's have, coming. Yeah. A storm's coming, uh, which is, uh, for a lot of people who don't understand, art is a metaphor. <laughs> See, in <laughs> what, what happens in art sometimes is like things that happen in the world uh mirror they're like a mirror image of what's happening in the story mm -hmm. and it's mm. what's called a foreshadow so the foreshadow ah. is like a regular shadow but um, it's like before the, <laughs> uh -huh. but it's, it's like the assault charges for season two from the orderly yeah it, that's right it foreshadows yeah. the coming storm of litigation that he's gonna have to go through the, <laughs> and just the headache of an assault charge yeah um, so he gets to, uh, the new Vesuvio and they of course are like, you know, uh, also like there's a power outage and they're also out of power. Uh, and then, you know, like, ah, oh, well, let's just go to Mickey D's. And then he goes, no, 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 just come in. We'll, we'll figure something out, which is a very Olive Garden end to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, when you're here, you're family. Yeah. When you're here, you eat some shitty penne with red sauce <laughs> and probably too much dry oregano in it. Yeah. And then we all talk Has about anyone... therapy. Has anyone made the, of course, Vesuvius blew up joke? I mean, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Vesuvio. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I also want to say that just the, the conversation, the coming out conversation that Tony has with his crew where he's like, I, I want to tell you all that I'm in therapy. That conversation is one of my fucking favorite conversations yeah. in the show. And because it's like, yeah, I've been to therapy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Paulie's like, I've been to therapy. I was going through some things. Enough said. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then Silvio is like, it would be better if we could all just talk about our feelings in this crazy yeah. world or something like that. And he's like, but we all know that's not going to fucking happen. It was <laughs> yeah. just, just, oh, just beautiful. And of course, Chris um asks if it's marriage counseling and he's like yeah, yeah i guess so and then he just walks away in anger which uh is confusing to me i mean it's not confusing it makes total sense for chris because chris is someone who absolutely needs therapy <laughs> and but he thinks it's beneath <clears throat> him and he absolutely thinks it's beneath all of his fucking heroes so uh yeah i think that's part another, of the reason uh, that he shoots Mikey another Palmisa. 1999 reference Palmisa. is giving tony some fucking cabernet when he comes in there yeah yikes that's very 90s. How about some Chianti or some Multiple Chiano? I know, dude. Yeah. Give me a Sangiovese right. over here. There um, you go. So, yeah, what do you think? Now it's time for a Gobble? Oh, well, I just wanted to say one more thing like about the... Th so, the ending in, uh, Vesuvi in the new Vesuvio. Yeah. Uh, like, on one hand, 
when Tony's, they're having that conversation. And mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's very much the cheesy, like, well, at, at its core, it's really about family. It's about which, family. Which is, you know, like the, the, the ultimate producer cliche yeah. when they're talking about their show. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's about the mafia, but it's really about family. Yeah. It's yeah. about... Uh, it's about fast and furious cars, but it's yeah, really about family. It's about, uh, you know, <laughs> government agents uh, trying to stop the next 9-11. But uh, yeah, at its core, it's really about family. Uh, so, like, on, on one hand, it's very... Uh, cheesy, but but then like the subtext of him uh, like telling his family like oh these are the moments that you really got to remember and, and and like if you actually think about it for more than a second you're like wait you mean the moment where you're like driving in your car to go like kill someone in your family because they tried to whack you yeah and, and then you ended up stopping at a restaurant to yeah right the 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 restaurant of the friend whose restaurant that you burned down yeah and right he serves you some shitty penne yeah yeah, yeah that, those are the moments that you're gonna remember those are the moments that you'll carry with you for the rest of your life and the life. thing is it's kind of true yeah, it's like, totally yeah, true that is the part that you probably oh, yeah. remember. Yeah, nice it's just, it just he's completely, you know, decontextualizing it from what a normal person would look at a Kodak moment yeah. to be, you know? Um cooking yeah, my all, candlelight. Forget about it. Um I think it's time for Gabba Vafangul, which uh of which I found two mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. interesting uh Italian American or Italian uh, slang. Now, the first one was uh faccia bruta, mm-hmm. which is what uh Livia is saying. Uh, by the way, Livia, when she's looking for Satimia, <laughs> she's outside and she yells, Kanky, tell my sister to open the door. <laughs> and I just love that she has a cousin named Kiki. Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> and and Kiki is actually mentioned, uh, now you sound like a fucking nerd, but in the FBI tape, she said, uh, you know, uh, my cousin Kiki, her husband, you know, had depression. He was a shell of a man. Better he should have died. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Kiki. I remember Kiki from <laughs> you yelling about Kiki. Um, so, yeah, she calls her sister Setimia a faccia bruta, which is an Italian word. Um, and quite literally, it means having a, a brutal face. Uh, it's a very, uh, uh, being a very ugly person. Um oh. But and also, you know, I think there's some more swears you could say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's a swear you would use for? Fun? I think it's probably like a c word. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a c. Yeah, you're a c a word. Very, very little pussy. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, and of course, we have our friend Stevie B uh, to uh, to uh, define it and use it in a sentence for us. Hey, how you doing? I'm Stevie B. The Italian American slang word of the day is facce brut. Facce brut. I got a guy I work with in the shop. We call him good-looking Chalutes. He's handsome, very. Ladies always knocking on his door, always. One day, Chalutes notices some uh, crow's feet around his eyes. He goes in for the Botox. Now, he's facce brut. Amerigan. Got a guy I work with in the office. We call him good-looking Charlie. He's handsome, very. All the ladies are always knocking on his door. Always. One day, Charlie notices some wrinkles around his eyes and goes in and gets Botox. Now, we call him not-so-good-looking Charlie. Facce brute. You know, I I gotta say, CVB has been a goddamn blessing oh, to yeah, the he's, show. Uh, yeah. And we have another Gabba uh when someone describes uh, someone else as a struns, which which is uh, which is a piece of shit. And uh, guess what? Stevie B once again coming through. Struns. 
Down the block, Donnie always got a thing. He's one of those. He's a schemer. Always got a deal, always on the hustle. In fact, Donnie's got nothing. He's a real struns. Minigan. Down the block, Donald always has a pitch. Always a money-making proposition. Donald thinks himself quite the entrepreneur. In truth, Donald is just a jerk. Struns. And remember, sharing is caring. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love Stevie B. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah, well, there's actually a uh, another... Another Gabo Fafangul. Another Gabo Fafangul. Uh, it's actually the name of Tony's boat, which is the Stugatz. Have we not done Stugatz this whole time? Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, Stugatz is a transliteration to English spelling of the Neapolitan pronunciation of the Italian vulgar slang expression Stocazzo, meaning, literally meaning my cock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Tony's boat's called my cock. Oh, oh, I thought we had a Stevie B. Oh no, we don't have a Stevie B. Yeah, that, that makes one. sense. You know, that's the thing about Stevie B is like he'll do some of the slang, but like you, you try to get him to do any of the uh, more like the racial slurs or talking about dicks. Yeah, that's like wait, is so is Stugatz and Ugatz? Mm-hmm. They're the same thing. More or less, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, my cock can mean a lot of different things. Yeah, because Stugatz it, is like, hey, fuck, fuck you, man. Yeah, because Ugatz... You're kind of like a dipshit. Like, you're Stugatz, you're, you're a dick. Right, but Ugatz means dick. Yeah, as like, I got nothing. dick. I got dick. Yeah. I got Ugatz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say, you know, uh, the Italians... They, uh, they they do pretty good with the uh, with the slang. I mean, it goes back to the Romans. They got the the graffiti of the penises everywhere. Yeah, a lot of dicks, man. They got mm-hmm. a lot of dick centric stuff. And you know, uh, a shout out to uh, David Chase for learning us a bit about the ooh in the ooh gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and for making a good show, and for making a great show uh, of which the first season, I gotta say, fantastic. Yeah, solid B plus. Solid B plus. I mean, I, and I'm just so excited to get into the next season because we had just. So much more to go. So many more characters. Oh. So many more plot lines. The oh, in- Maron. Maron. So many plot lines. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so much uh, so much more Italian-American slang coming up. Uh, you know, of course, the next season will be not set in the 90s uh, because it came out in the year 2000. Yeah. But I still think it's the 90s will apply to it. Yeah, anything we'll- before two, uh, 9-11. Anything before 9-11 is the 90s. That's a good point. Uh That's a very good point. That's the day the 90s ended. That's the the day the 90s died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. um, Fantastic season. And I got to say, an even better season of a podcast. Pod Yourself a Gun. Season one. It's all over. And we'll see you in season two. Uh, Laramie Legal. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on our season finale of Pod Yourself a Gun. How do you feel? Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, much like a tiny, 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 <laughs> tiny <laughs> woman's female place, I feel uh-huh. good and happy and and full, uh-huh. full of life for you guys. Cool. So. Thank you so much. I, I just, uh, just glad we're all still here, man. On this earth, kicking it, kicking it on life. this earth, just crushing it at life. Oh, and uh, congratulations, Vincent, on your uh-huh. your upcoming. 
And oh, yeah, uh, congratulations, you. Matt, on probably going to be the victim of hate crimes pretty soon. So that's yeah, cool, too. Yeah, you definitely. Know? I got... Uh, we I all got, got reason to celebrate. <laughs> we all have reason. Life is short. We got reasons to celebrate it right now. You know, it's People, moments like if you these, want we'll Matt remember. Lieb, you got to mm-hmm. come through me. No that's, one's taking out Matt Lieb. Goddamn right. Yeah, because yeah. you're one you're one of our hundred dollar broadcast donors, which means that uh, I have to go to Seattle. But first, I actually I think <laughs> I have to go to Kansas City. Oh God! All oh, right. no. Oh, yeah, no. no, I really got to start planning those. Anyways, uh, broadcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. If you want to uh, email us with any questions or corrections or anything at all about uh, the Sopranos podcast, pod yourself a gun, please email broadcast at gmail dot com, and we will uh, address your concerns. Vince, what's the Google Voice number? Four one five two seven five zero zero. Three zero. Thank you so much for listening to the first season of Pod Yourself a Gun. We'll see you in season two. And until next time, don't stop believing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.